Welcome to the Mindful Chapters podcast by Book of Vashti, where we provide resources for healing, real connections, and personal growth with God and others. Join us, Amanda and Karen, as we aim to challenge and encourage you in today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Mindful Chapters. In this episode, we're going to talk about um, keeping others accountable and the differences between that and cancel culture. This is basically part two to our first cancel culture episode. Okay, so starting off, Ms. Karen, what do you think are the differences between cancel culture and keeping others accountable? So I think one of the main differences between cancel culture and keeping people accountable is that cancel culture like creates a distance between you and the person and I'm assuming if you know you're keeping someone accountable or if you're canceling them it's because there's a problem whatever the problem may be and so cancel culture says like they have this problem or I see this this problem in them so I'm going to distance myself I don't want anything to do with them whereas keeping someone accountable you could still be in proximity to this person as you like like walk them through walk them through um how to restore their lives or whatever it may be you know i think that's one of the main differences and i think one of the differences too like when we in our practice of it mostly cancel culture it's been practiced like you say kind of from a distance whereas okay if I say I'm keeping someone accountable, that's most likely going to be a friend of mine or someone in my circle or someone of the same age or the same, um, you know, like where I could just go and talk to that person. And I'm like, I wouldn't necessarily go to my boss and like straight out, you was wrong for this. You shouldn't do this. Like I would have to set up a meeting or something, you know, or even to say go to the pastor go to the pastor and tell him oh you shouldn't say that in church or you shouldn't say that in this in church you know and I feel as if when we do that in our minds and in our hearts to like someone of authority um we cancel we practice the cancel culture more in those roles instead of saying keeping um keeping them accountable but do you think this is still like keeping others accountable? I know it's a hard thing to do. A lot of people don't like to practice it and a lot of people don't like it being practiced on them. Is it something that we should practice as Christians? I mean, definitely we should be practicing keeping people accountable. I think one of the things that may keep people from keeping others accountable is the fact that like, I feel like some people look at it like, like I have my own sin, you know, I have my own things that I'm dealing with. So how am I to keep someone accountable? Mm-hmm. Like, does that mean that someone needs to keep me accountable? You know, like, like I'm not worthy per se to be keeping someone accountable or maybe I just don't feel like it. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy because it does take time and energy. It's not something that happens. Um, I can't think of the word, but it doesn't happen on its own. Yeah. You know, it doesn't happen on its own. Keeping someone accountable is something that you have to actively do. So 
but I do definitely think that we should be doing it. And I think that God commands us to do it. Yeah, and, and the thing is, even when it comes to God commanding us to do it, um, he gonna do it himself. Like in the future, like after we, when we stand before God, it, that's when we gonna keep, be kept account, accountable for our actions and our sins or what's not. And um, I look at this verse, Proverbs, 1717, a friend of it all times, and a brother is, one, is born for adversity. And I can't remember where the next one located, but it says, iron sharpened iron. And so a man, the continent of his friend. And I feel like those are very good examples of how we should be keeping others accountable. Because I feel like I I recently put out a, a random post. Like I saw it and I kind of thought about um, this topic where I was saying, I don't I don't necessarily want a friend or someone in my circle who can't tell me I was wrong, who can't tell me I, I shouldn't have say this or I shouldn't have say that or the actions that I did, I could have do it better or, you know, like they don't call me out to say, hey man, look, what, what's going on with you? Like they just let me slide with everything just for the sake of friendship. Like I'm not gonna tell her that she, I'm like to me, that's not a real friend. Like why 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 wouldn't you want to protect me from destroying myself because in that action that's kind of if i all up in my head and i think that all my actions are always good that and nobody there to check me that's not helping me and i feel like that action right there like keeping me accountable is a good sign of friendship yeah, um, I think of Galatians 6, 1, where it says, Brethren, if a man be take, overtaken in fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. And also the verse, um, I don't want to play, like, I don't want to butcher the verse. I won't even mention it. When I think of it in its entirety, I'll say it. But yeah, like, we should want the best for our friends, for our friend group, for those you know, in our proximity. And so that includes keeping them accountable. If you see this person going astray, if you see this person um, making decisions that aren't wise, why would you want to just let this person lead themselves into a ditch, lead themselves into destruction, lead themselves into a bad name or whatever, wherever this is leading them to, you as their friend should want to be want to say like, let me help my friend before they get there, you know? Yeah, and when you keeping someone accountable, I feel as if you should do it with love. Like you shouldn't just be so accusatory because I feel like when we think of keeping someone accountable, not only we think about um, our sin or how we are, but we think of like confrontation. Like most people do not like confrontation. And because they don't like confrontation, they look like they just... I don't know what to say without saying it a certain way, so I'm not going to say it at all. And at the end of the day, that friend was left by themselves, you know. And I feel like if you keep someone accountable in love, like, they would really appreciate that. And I feel like even in the, I say, and I feel like a lot, but <laughs> in the Christian life, in the Christian life, us as a fellowship, that's, that's, our job we're supposed to keep 
each other accountable in order for mm -hmm. the end of the day to say when we get to stand before God, he says, well done, that good and faithful servant. But not only to me, I want him to say it to you. I want him to say it to, to, to my husband. I want him to say it to everybody. So I got to, my job is wow. to keep everybody true. accountable because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. it's been only for me. I got to make sure you straight, you know? I don't think people think about that. I feel like a lot of times people think and it's kind of preach, like make sure you're okay. So God could say, well done to you, you know? And as friends, as fellowship, as siblings in Christ, we should want that. Even though whether or not, I don't know how that properly. At the end of the day, I do want God to say it to me, right? And him saying it to me may not, him saying it to you may not change whether or not he says it to me, but I should want it for all of us, you know? Yeah. And when we don't, when we are hesitant to say it just because we don't want confrontation or, or we looking more at ourselves, I feel like that's where it's kind of more of a selfish thing. And then that's where I kind of think of us practicing the cancel. That's where that, that source is where that mindset is where it comes from. Because sometimes when we see, okay, this person doing this bad thing, you look at them and you you attach that to their name because you ain't gonna call them out. You're not gonna help them, but you're gonna attach them to their name. So you say, okay, that person got divorced, so they're gonna have that divorce sign on there. Every time you see them, you that's all you see. And um, even when it comes to like say like they have a child or a wedlock, oh, that's a baby. That's she 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 ain't married and she have a child, and every time that's a title over their name and where you're not you're not necessarily trying to help them. You don't, you're not trying your best to assist them in any way when it comes to even guidance or anything. You just attach your names to them. And that's where the judgment comes from. And that's what turns keeping someone accountable to cancel culture. I think that's where it happens. And I also think, um, you know, in Matthew 19, 19, it says that we should love our neighbor as ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And if we think about that, you know, I wouldn't want to be out there and people saying, oh, look at Karen, that's the girl who had the child out of wedlock, you know, <laughs> or, you know, like I wouldn't want that for myself. So why would I go out there and like encourage it for someone else? Exactly. And so um, I think that's part of like wanting to keep someone accountable, you know, you want to I guess protect them like you would want to be protected mm -hmm. and I think of like myself there was a time where I was in a, a situation not necessarily sinful it just wasn't wise and I remember after it uh, people were like yeah I knew that wasn't good I'm like so I, I, you wasn't gonna tell me thank you why you were saying that you wasn't gonna tell me like I had to figure it out for myself that it was a good situation, but I'm like, so, so how long were y'all gonna let me stay in this situation and not say nothing? Like, come on now. So for me now, honestly, whenever I see like some people might find it intrusive, but if you and my friends are gonna like, see something that isn't wise, I'm like, so like I personally I try to word it better. Like I'm not just gonna be like, so you know that's dumb, right? You. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, so what do you think about this? You know, you, what, do you, what do you 
God would think about this? How do you, you know, try to like give them some self-awareness? Exactly. You know, that's, a lot of the, that's that's one of the keys. Like if they don't even know, like the fact that you say you didn't even recognize that this wasn't good for you or whatever, and people just watching you, they just they legit watching you, and they just gonna let you fall because they they getting their well done. They ain't care what you exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, not o- not only the the well done. But at the end of the day, like, personally, I'm the type of person, if I see you going towards the train track, I'd rather stop you before you get there than say, oh, that train won't hurt it at that. She'll get back up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the mindset of a lot of Christians. Yes. Like, yeah, I see them going there. And yes. they might not say, like, oh, the train won't hurt them that bad. But their actions, she'll, yeah, she'll get a broken leg. But, you know who died from a broken leg you know just let her put that cast on there she'll get back up she'll be down for a couple weeks but you know she'll get over and it's like personally if it was up to me I would try to stop you before you even get to the train track exactly and I feel like even that um that 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 scenario right there I feel um a lot of Christians they like leaders leaders they they, sometimes they okay I can see if a person adopt the attitude that they are not going to listen to you. Then when it's like that, like there's nothing you could do except pray for the person, right? But you know, like sometimes, let's say, for example, someone was in a bad relationship, right? Let's say that's the case, right? You don't think as a leader, you should tell that person. And I mean, I just, like you watch, they watch you crash and burn. Then turn around and be like, but you know, when you don't fall, oh, let me let me counsel you because you know you didn't really know what you was doing back then. Let me let me get you some counseling and see if you could get back to where you used to be. And you know, and I'm just like, so you watching that person and you legit, you you have all this wisdom as a leader. You wouldn't say nothing. You wouldn't say nothing, like keeping others accountable better. And then even if you didn't want to directly tell that person, even like, let's say that person already reached the point where they don't want to listen to you no more. You should be able to at least, if there's any connection, if it's their mommy, their grandma, mm-hmm. cousin or something, tell that person to tell that person. Mm-hmm. Eventually, let it get to that mm-hmm. to the original person who you need to talk to, so that they could get the help. Like, because at the end of the day, you see, you see this. I don't think God allows us, allow us to see certain things for no reason. Because sometimes it wouldn't even be someone you really connected to. You know what I mean? Like, if it, we we in the same fundamental circle, but I don't necessarily go to your church, and I see you once in a while, or let's say we work together. I might know, a, like we have, might have a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. I could tell the mutual friend that I see, I see my, your friend over there, like saying, I don't think they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like, or even like say the pastor's wife or the pastor himself. You could talk mm-hmm. to your mentor and like, let's say your mentor or your spiritual leader, the deacon or something like that, who you might have have a relationship with. You could talk to them and say, I've noticing, I'm noticing this. And not only 
that you tell them to, in order for them to talk to them to keep them accountable but you pray for them like these are so, it's so much different ways you could help the person instead of just letting them crash and burn and then mm -hmm. they, after they can't crash and burn you cancel them like boom like we ain't want nothing else to do with you 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 go over there like i don't i don't know why they, they do this i think i mean i've heard from a lot of leaders i don't know why i have so many friends that are leaders but i've heard a lot of leaders say that like they try to actively i guess keep people accountable for years and years and years not i'm not saying the same people or whatever but for years and years and years and i had one person specifically tell me that like for years whenever they would see young people get into relationships that weren't wise or whatever that they could see were gonna crash and burn per se they would try to intervene they try to like give wisdom they try to whatever whatever and in their opinion the more advice they gave the more these people were just like i'm not listening to you so they got to the point where they were like you know what let me just stand back and I'll just be there to help them at the end. And I was just like, in the moment, I was like, that's sad. I mean, it's still sad, but I don't know. But I like don't... I say, that it, we still, like, okay, the purpose of the Mindful Chapters, the purpose of this podcast, not, we don't have all the answers. Sometimes we're saying things that people should already know. That, mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, our situations are, us really taking a deep dive of thinking about it to give people advice like that's the purpose i already say if you don't have direct contact with that person you know that person is not going to listen to you tell they mommy tell they annie tell they grammy tell you know and whereas like at least try find some way somehow to get to that person because like i said i don't i really don't think god allow people to notice things for no reason you, you might not necessarily be the person to tell that person, but you might be, you know, like, okay, the, the closest person to them would, might be there, like your husband or your wife. They didn't notice it. They don't notice none of it. They just, you know, living their life. And then when you bring awareness to it, then they're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, we need to, we need to work on this. Or, you know, you let me address this with you because I don't, I don't want you to, I don't want to see you crash and burn it. And early up to say, it comes from that leader who they don't listen to, but you know that at the end of the day, that person off the train tracks, mm -hmm. that person is not in danger. Cause that, that's the, that's the, that's the purpose of keeping each other accountable in order for everybody to be straight and get their little well done or not to crash and burn. Mm -hmm. And most of the times I've noticed too, when they don't, when like, let's say someone crash and burn and then let's say they don't do what they do. They get mm -hmm. the label to say there's this or there's that. That's when they mm -hmm. leave church. Hmm. That's when they leave church. That's like, a really ah. complicated, because I'm trying to make this as, as vague as possible. I know people who, they do what they do, right? They crash and burn per se, right? And I know situations where church members, friend groups or whatever, just like, okay, yes, you've done this, 
it wasn't it wasn't a cancel culture situation. It wasn't like, oh, but we ain't talking to you. It's like, okay, it happened. Let's move forward. Let's, you know, whatever. And it's like they cancel themselves. Because you know, they know they cancel them. Because it's in our culture. This is what we practice. And so <laughs> you just like do it to themselves. Like there's like, like people are there like, I could pick you up, I could help you, I could whatever, whatever. And they're just like, no, thank you. <laughs> Bro, like, first of all, you know this don't happen often, right? You know, people out here getting canceled. <laughs> but you know, like, unfortunately, that's what happens. Either they cancel themselves or they are canceled. Mm-hmm. And that that does not benefit the kingdom of God. No. Anyway. No. Like, I could think of one lady specifically. I won't call her name, but I, I'm sure she doesn't mind. But as far as I know, she had a child when she was a teenager out of wedlock, right? Yeah, it happened. Okay. And as soon as she came, I mean, I think she was on church. She's very much older than me. So I don't know what happened. All I know is that today, no one knows this woman for having a child out of wedlock. You know what I mean? Like, yes, she has the child. We know the child. But it's like, oh, she was so faithful. She was so this. She was a Sunday school teacher. And all these things happened after she had this child. Exactly. That's how you it should be. That's how so it should be. Like, Restore yeah, such a one. But I think, I think we did that podcast. We were talking about like how people act like they're disqualified. I think that was yes, canceled. Yes, yeah. yes. Right? And it's like, yes, obviously she had to like humble herself, mm-hmm. obviously, to come back from this sin and like, you know, because that cancel culture is in our brain. Yeah. You know, so I don't know what she had to do to like overcome it in her brain and other people's brains, whatever. But today, she's married. She has children. I don't hear nobody. Don't get me wrong. Like it's a fact that she had a child as a teenager. But that's the last thing that people <laughs> mention if they mention it. If anything is, oh, she was such a blessing to me. She was my Sunday school teacher. She was my this. She was my that. And I'm like, that's what we need. Yes, that's how it should be. That's that. We all crash and burn in our own ways, whether it's a big crash, a little crash, a a fender bender. Exactly. (laughs) You know? But, (laughs) But that doesn't mean that you have to stay there. And people need to remember as well, like there's a, there's a um, thing a lot of people say that the church is not, is it, it, it is a hospital for saints, not, uh, what it is? I don't, I don't remember. Something not like, a hotel. But something, or something like that. Like, like that. whereas they come to church in order to get healed. Get healing. They get, they come to church in order to, to, to get forgiveness. And with that forgiveness, you not only have to be forgiven of other people, but you have to be forgiven of yourself. Yeah. Because someone canceling that self because they're doing sin. I mean, I don't see I don't see where that's beneficial because at the end of the day, that all they're doing is carrying you far farther away from God. Because mm-hmm. now not only is your spiritual life um little rocky, but now you literally make the distance bigger i'm not even going to go to church mm-hmm. i'm not even going to go to that to that place where i know but you ain't even going to back to where you found god or you know or where you practice worshiping him worshiping him all the time and stuff you're not even going back there 
you just think, okay, well, I don't have to do that no more because I already do this thing. So mm-hmm. they label themselves <laughs> and put themselves out, out, out of church. Like that's, that's kind of ridiculous. I see that happen a lot in denominations and religions where it's like more works-based. Mm-hmm. It's yes. like they work and work and work. And as soon as they fail in any way, somehow in their brain is like, well, I'm a failure anyway. I'm not going back, you know? But we got to remember grace too. Like we got to have grace for ourselves. Yeah. Christian grace. Like God gives us grace in abundance. Like he doesn't like, okay. If every sin that we committed, if God didn't give us grace, every time we sinned, we would have been dead. Like that's just fact. Like everybody would just be getting straight down, straight down, straight down. If God didn't give us grace. And so like the fact that, you know, you cancel yourself or you put yourself you you I don't feel as if you should think that you, you have that much power in your life because <laughs> like God doesn't forgive you the people forgive you because that's the only thing you would to me I would have been worried about the people forgive you God forgive you but you so worried about like you just gotta forgive yourself and that's mm-hmm. not only when it comes to having children but like let's say someone who had who was um drug abuse like they was just a drug addict or alcohol mm-hmm. abuse or something like that like and the thing is you got to remember too like that person might have grew up in church but let's say a person who didn't grow up in church and found god later in life mm-hmm. they was forgiven they was forgiven they have grace so what 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 yeah. what makes them better than you because you grew up in church like, like people make it seem like grace grace has its limitations you yeah yeah <laughs> like um but you know the bible says it says where sin abounded grace it much more abound and it doesn't say sin after you get saved sin before you get saved you know <laughs> it's sin sin is sin mm-hmm. and when you sin the bible also say if we confess and i i had to teach my kids about this too i say with that confession that confession of the also have repentance mm-hmm you don't just confess to God and say, yeah, God, God, please forgive me for doing this. And after that, you turn around and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do the same thing. I, in my students, like as much, I said, like, okay, so you watch that person get in trouble for this and then you do the same thing. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, does that make sense? That, that's my favorite question to ask them. Sometimes it's like, does that make, did you, did you see that? And sometimes we we look at our sin, we, we do our sin, we, we ask for forgiveness, but then we get the forgiveness, then we turn around and do it again. God, please forgive me. Turn around, do it again. God, please forgive me. Turn around, do it again. Like, they say a person who does the same thing over and over and over again with no change, that's insanity. Expecting different results. That's insanity. Like, you, I don't know. Are you saying something for me? Because if you consistently doing this sin and don't expect to repent from it, that's a different story. But if you already repented, like I say, and God forgive you, the people forgive you, you forgive yourself and then go on. Like, because at the end of the day, your life does not stop there. And yet the example that you said for that child or the example that you said for others, like that's the, 
you still they still being affected by it, you know? Okay, so to wrap it up, um, we ran over a lot of things today. Uh, we mentioned, the last thing we mentioned was grace, having grace both, both for others and yourself, you know, because that's what's really going to fuel that accountability, wanting um, just to do our best and just to have love for each other. Also, um, using that love to keep others accountable, not keeping them accountable out of like judgment or anything like that, but just out of a genuine love for that person and um the best way for you to have love for that person is for you to be in proximity with the person you know let it be someone that you know someone that you're close with someone in your circle per se Mm -hmm. not that you can't keep other people accountable but it's probably easier to keep someone that you know someone that you love accountable because you have that like desire to have to you know see the best in them see them do well stuff like that and um if you don't have that relationship with the person, then you could reach out to someone else there, their pastor, their pastor's wife, their parents, something like that. Someone that will have that love in their heart for that person to want to see them do well and not even either keep them away from crashing and burning, as we called it, or if they have already gone down that path you know keeping them on the right track keeping them from getting back there keeping them from wanting to leave church and stuff like that and ultimately what we want is not only for us to get to hear well done thou good faithful servant but you know for all of us as a unit to be to live lives that are pleasing to God and for God to be um to want to say well done to all of us you know Anything you want to add, Amanda? No, I think you covered everything. And I really um, hope that in the future that people would learn how to keep each other accountable and actually practice it. Um, start now, like whenever you notice that something. And in fact, you could also ask someone to keep you accountable, you know, like even in <laughs> you don't necessarily if that person might not be comfortable, like you could ask them to keep you accountable and maybe that could open a door for you to be able to keep each other accountable. And yeah, so. I know there are some people that do that. I know like, I don't know anyone specifically, but I know there's that app, what's it called? Something Eyes? You know what I mean? I've been hearing about it for years, but pretty much it's an app where like you give someone else permission to like look at your phone history and stuff like that. So like, wow. I know <laughs> Covenant Eyes, that's what it's called, Covenant Eyes. Covenant so, Eyes. Yes. So what happens is like, if you are like, if you feel like you're struggling with what you look at on the internet or how much time you spend on the internet or whatever, you can get this app and give certain people permission to go on it and look at it anytime and see what you were looking at. And so like, I know families that have it within their family. I know like men that have it with other men, like, you know, if they struggled with like porn or anything like that, they'll be like, okay, I'm going to give you access to this. That way I always know that so-and-so can see me, you know? Not that they're always watching you, but they can (laughs) whenever they want. But yeah, you know, you got to do whatever you have to do to try to keep yourself accountable. And when they fall, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of weakness. Spirit of weakness. Yes, because that's that's the purpose. That's that's Mm -hmm. what that is accountable is. 
Well, that's all folks. I trust that you enjoyed the conversation. If you are a part of the Mindful Chapters community, leave a comment and a five-star rating and spread the word. If you haven't already, join the Book of Ashti community on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at the mindful underscore chapters. Until next time, ta-ta!